hey, I want to share with you an idea um, that comes out of this week's Torah portion. The idea is called, about, called the Ayin Hara. Ayin Hara literally means evil eye. And uh, for those of you who uh, might have heard of old something you might have thought of as, as a superstition, that when, uh, when Jewish people talk about their grandchildren, when your bubby or your babushka talks about her grandchildren, she says, Kenai Nahara, or Bli Ayin Hara, which means that no evil eye should should affect my grandchildren. And it's accustomed to say that whenever uh, we talk about you know our accomplishments, our children, our grandchildren, and the like, because we want to avoid something called evil eye. Now you might have heard of this concept and thought it was a superstition, but it's actually a real thing according to the Torah. So what is evil eye? The idea is that when we, our thoughts, actually have power. We have the ability to f affect nature and affect reality and affect other people with our thoughts. And the concept of evil eye is that when we look at someone with stinginess, jealousy, anger, when we're, when we are begrudging of another person's happiness, that we actually have the ability to harm them with our eyesight, with our look. Our eyes actually have power, certain energy that comes out of the eye, light that comes out of the eye that actually can affect other people and harm them physically or spiritually. So the evil eye is a, is, a, is a very dangerous thing according to Judaism and we want to avoid it. And one of the ways that we avoid it is by not talking so much about ourselves or about our, our good accomplishments. We don't want to brag too much just in case we hurt someone else's feelings who doesn't have those things or we make someone else jealous. But another thing that we do is we avoid counting people. And the reason for that is because the Talmud says that evil eye can only fall on something that is limited by number. Meaning something that's counted suddenly becomes finite and limited and therefore evil eye can fall on it. Why is that? Because the idea is that when something is counted you're essentially minimizing it. You're saying that what I see is what it is, that I'm looking at the totality of the person, but the reality is, is that a person is much greater than what you see. We see the bottom level of who we are. We see our body and a little bit of a glow of the soul that comes out of the eyes. Eyes the window of the soul and around the hands and face there's a little bit of an aura but the reality is is that the soul is so much bigger. The person is so much bigger. And not only to mention the soul, but this, the person, right? Everyone in the world has hidden talents and accomplishments that you know nothing about. On top of that, my wife has on the fridge a sign that says, everyone in the world is going through a challenge that you know nothing about. So we have to learn to be sensitive to each other and to recognize there's so much more than meets the eye. When we look at people, and we minimize them and we put them into a box and we try to count them, count them off, write them off as if we understand them and we know them and we can, we can judge them. So we are literally hurting them. We're disconnecting them from their source, their source which is connected to the infinite, infinite potential, infinite power, infinite beauty that's in each and every single person. So that's the problem with the evil eye. But on the other hand, on the flip side, when we look at a person 
and we think good about them, the Kabbalistic and Hasidic writings explain that we actually have the ability to make them better, to bring out the good, to bring out the potential that's within that person. So instead of looking down at others, instead of judging and seeing the bad, we have to have good eyesight. We have to be good-looking people. I have a friend, a guy who lives in L.A., who woke up one morning and was a complete paraplegic, was completely paralyzed. And uh, over many, many years of working physical therapy and swimming, he's learned how to walk again. But when he was in the height of it, he used to go around in a wheelchair and he gave out cards that kid said, keep smiling. He said, if I can do it, you can do it. And he always says, you have, you're such good-looking people. Good-looking people. You have to look at the good. You have to learn to see the good in other people. We have to learn to see the good in each other. We have to become observant Jews. What does that mean? We have to be very observant, not at the bad, but at the good. That's our mission in life, to see the good in each other, and more importantly, perhaps, to see the good in ourselves. Because if we can truly believe that we ourselves are connected to infinite potential, infinite possibilities, infinite beauty, and therefore, the challenges in our lives are temporal, and although someone else might have a nicer car, a nicer house, or might seem like they have more than we have or better things than we have, you're not seeing the full picture. We're only seeing a piece, a very limited piece of reality. Open up your mind, expand your horizons, and recognize that everything is the way it's meant to be. We have to learn to be positive about ourselves, about our situation in life, and about each other. Have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos.